What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. They can see it right there on their phone with their own eyes. And if they get pulled over for a roadside inspection and they don't happen to have a hard copy document in front of them, they can pull out their cell phone and three clicks away from being able to show an officer a compliant document. So our goal was to create a software where they never had to leave the software, never had to get out of it to do anything else, to stay right there. Because it's all about documenting, recording, and the expirations. And everything's happening right there. Turn my mic up. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. Hustle fam, hustle fam, we are back with another amazing episode. And today I have the gentleman from Fleet Drive 360 with me, founder and CEO, Mr. Kevin Thompson, and the COO, Mr. Nick Salas. I get, did, I, did I say that correctly? You Sal- got it. Salas, I got it. I, I was, I wanted to make sure I got it right. All right. So Fleet Drive 360, a compliance, is this a software, right? SaaS service, mm-hmm. software as a service. Uh, you guys obviously do trucking compliance, Right. Correct. Okay. cool. So we're going to get into that. But before we jump into that, we want to kind of get into your backstories and just try to understand why you guys are qualified to offer compliance to trucking companies. So let's kind of start with start with you, Kevin, Mr. Founder and CEO. Talk about it. Give us a little bit about about your background, man. Yeah. So I've kind of been in the transportation and logistics space for a while. Um, I own a transportation factoring company. Um, so have a lot of hands-on experience. All right, guys, if you missed out on Freight Fest 2023, I feel for you. I know you're punching air. However, Freight Fest 2024 is going to come sooner than you think. Right now, go to www.freightfest.com. Early bird tickets are available. Listen, we're already planning for next year. It's going to be crazy. We are already lining up the speakers. Uh, make sure you stay tapped in with us for all the updates, but get your early bird tickets right now for Freight Fest 2024 happening on September 26th through the 29th at the Royal Sinesta Galleria Hotel in Houston, Texas. All right. Go to www.freightfest.com for more updates. I can't wait to see y'all there. Let's go. There. Um, on several businesses before. So kind of a serial entrepreneur. And uh, was really excited to to take on this project. What made you want to dive into the compliance space? Um, just from my firsthand experience, you know, being uh, close to all the carriers in my business and serving carriers, um, I saw their challenges, you know, in the space. It's a very challenging industry, right? Um, and when I took a step back and looked, you know, I see guys falling out of compliance, out of service for the simplest of reasons. So um, after kind of talking with my business partners for a bit, uh, we came to the conclusion that we should certainly do this. So we started kind of planning and just kind of went for it. Okay. Nick, tell me a little bit about your background. And I grew up in and around small business my entire life, Um, working in the construction space. Father owned a company that I worked inside for 13 years, Um, you know, started sweeping floors and and ended up running the business, uh, you know, as he was exiting and retiring. 
And, uh, and we moved containers all over the world. We had trucks coming in and out and, and just constantly moving. My dad retired. Um, it's tough walking, walking into the, the business when, when the, the founder's gone and the, the shell is there and, and decided to go out and try some new things. I worked in a, uh, a fabrication shop for a little while. And that was really, I got my, my biggest experience with the trucking world. And we would have, I mean, 10, 15 trucks rolling out in one time, all oversized escort vehicles um, going across country. I mean, Maine to Miami, across to California. And, and I got to know a lot of the guys because as we're loading stuff on, loading the big bridges onto those trucks, you talk to folks and you get to learn a little bit about them. And, and you hear the problems they're running into and the struggle with getting the permits and the difficulties they have with DOT officers. And it was just interesting, learned a little bit about it. And, uh, and that's kind of where we, we bumped into each other and kind of where my interest started in, in this side of the world. Okay. So you said your, 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 your dad owned a, a trucking company, like a pretty large trucking company. No, it was a, uh, a construction supply, construction company. supply company. And then okay. we were using trucking services ah. and shipping things all over the world. Okay. Okay. Got you. So wh- wh- why didn't you want to get into that business again? Cause it sounds like it was going pretty well and you could have just continued it and just occupational ADD. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, what well, they always used me to go to a new market, new, something new, something different. Um, you know, we want to get into this business. So go figure it out, go find, build the business plan, find the target customer base, uh, identify where the needs are. What do people need in that market? And then how can we serve and fill that need? Uh, and then as a consumer in the trucking space, you know, our, our founders, CEO, um, COO, CMO, they have an experience in the trucking business from running and owning businesses inside of it. But I have the consumer side. I, I was on the other end of it. Um, so I brought a perspective that these guys didn't have to the needs of the trucking business and, and the needs of, of the guys running it. Okay. Did you go to school for this stuff or just kind of like learned hands-on with the family? Well, I, I did go to UGA, National Champions. You, 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 um, so got, you got real low when you did, said do, that. Do you, you want to, <laughs> did we get that on microphone, National Champions? He, he, he got real, sure he, got, that he, he got in a stance when he said he's a like, UGA, National Champions. Okay. So obviously you're pretty fanatical about that. Uh, when you've been through the fire like we have, yeah, you yeah, appreciate yeah. a win every now and then. But, okay. uh, but no, I went to school for marketing and a minor in Spanish and uh, I just love business. I love business and I love people. I like meeting different kinds of people. Uh, my favorite thing about the construction industry is you're working with real people with real needs. It's not all behind the boardroom. It's not all Excel sheets. It's guys that are putting it out on the line and they're working really hard. Uh, and that's what I've loved about this business. And, you know, the phone calls that I have, I'm taking calls from new entrants. I'm talking with existing carriers uh, that are struggling with, you know, out of service issues and and you get to know people and the things that they tell you about their lives and their dreams. And, you know, hey, I want to go out on my own. I've been working for somebody else my entire life. I mean, it's just really cool. And it's yeah. an opportunity to to help people. And I guess that's what's really driven me in, in my career, in my life. It, it's not about my success. I like helping other people succeed. And I like helping remove barriers to their success. And that's kind of where we see this business going. How similar is the compliance side to construction uh, as it pertains to like like trucking? Is, it, is, it, is there a lot of compliance in construction as well? I mean, OSHA versus DOT compliance. Um, that's I mean, pretty much what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah there's a huge. lot of similarities and the risks are the same. I mean, you make one mistake, whether it's out of ignorance or, or out of negligence, you make one mistake and everything gets shut down. It can cost people their business. It can cost their lives. It can cost everything they've worked so hard to, to build and, and grow. So I think the similarities are, are really, uh, really in line there. Got you. Kevin, talk to me about getting this, this business started. Uh, market research. What did you guys kind of look into to, to see that there was a need and how did you kind of go about, you know, filling that need? Yeah, well, the answer is, is kind of the market told us to build this, right? Um, 
my two other business partners, again, you know, being fleet owners, when they were in business, you know, they were telling me, Kevin, you know, the solution is not out there. We used two or three different solutions or platforms, mixed a few together, but there was nothing out there that we could use or serve our needs. And DeMarco looks at me and goes, Kev, it's just not out there. Right. <laughs> right. So I was like, all right. So again, reflecting on, you know, my carriers and watching folks go out of business for smallest things. Yeah. A biannual update, you know, um, it was something that was easy to get passionate about because there wasn't an affordable solution. And then there, there was also a big market that was underserved, you know, about 85% of fleets are six trucks and under. So the solutions out there didn't really fit them. You know, we want to go after the small guys, have something for them. Of course, we can build it uh, <clears throat> and uh, to suit the larger fleets as well. Right. So it was just kind of, you know, it just made a lot of sense for us, for me to get behind it. Okay. So when we start talking about compliance, right? Uh, big word, but maybe a lot of people don't understand everything that goes into compliance and being a compliant trucking company. What are some of the, the, the things that companies need to look at uh, to begin with, to make sure they're in compliance, Kevin. Oh, uh, well, actually, let's start. Let's go back to you, Nick. Yeah, I'm just gonna, how much time you got? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, so many people don't know what they don't know. And I mean, you go through the DOT application. A lot of folks listening will remember it. You know, you're sitting up probably late at night. You're on your couch and there's one screen where it says, I attest that I'm going to follow the rules and regulations, DOT compliance and FMCSA set forth, blah, 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 blah. But they don't make it real easy for you to figure out what those rules are and which ones apply to me in my situation in the state of Florida, driving a hot shot or moving to a box truck. They don't make it easy for you. So these guys are going out and they're collecting all their money. They're pulling it all together and they don't know what they need to do. And it's the unknown unknowns is where people end up falling out. I mean, the failure rate for new trucking businesses is astronomical. Right. Um, and a lot of that's because they just didn't know they needed to file one piece of paper. So when you ask about the most important things, it's building a good foundation. Just like in construction, building a house, if you don't have a good foundation for your compliance, it's going to crumble. Your entire business will. And doing the right things at the beginning, having a good system to maintain all of these things, and, but even just knowing what things you need to maintain. And it changes. It changes rapidly. Got you. What, what does a good foundation look like? Can you get a little bit into that? Uh, well, I mean, record keeping is, is the biggest point about all this. Okay. Um, you know, we talk about driver qualification files. And so that seems like, okay, I just need a DQ file. That's simple. Um, it's not so much a thing as a collection of things. And that changes based on the situation you're in and what it is that you're trying to do. So they get phone calls the instant that they register their DOT number and they're getting blown up on the phone from a bunch of different companies trying to tell them what they need and what they should have. But there's nowhere that they can really go research that easily, nowhere that they can do it on their own. They're having to put blind faith in another company that, uh, that they're going to do the right things for them. And that's kind of where we came in is giving them a simple system that's really clean and it lays it all out. It's got all the different you know, aspects and pieces of compliance right in front of them. And then guidance on which ones apply directly to them. Mm. So you're required to maintain a list of your drivers, a list of your vehicles, a list of your accidents. You're, you know, in certain situations required to take drug tests or do background checks and, and just knowing all the little pieces that have to go into it. You know, eight to 12 months after they get on the road, DOT officers knocking on the door. Hey, we need to talk. You know, I want you to show me all of these different things. And there could be 70, 80 different things that these guys need to produce. Right. And one thing that they don't have, one thing they're missing, two things that, that they forgot to do at the very beginning, and they're out of service. 
hundred percent. What's the most common thing that you see in, in the carriers that you have dealt with that people forget, uh, often forget, like just, just comment. You see like the, a trend. I mean, just basic record keeping. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not fun. This stuff's not sexy. Right. And, uh, and these guys are driving down the road. They're tired. They're, they're staying in random places every night and they forget they need to take all their vehicle inspections. And if they, they notice, let's say that's a good example. They get a roadside inspection. They get a ticket for a, a taillight being out. Um, they've got to document that. They've got to document the repair process. It's got to be signed. It's got to be uploaded. And that's something that a DOT officer is going to want to see when he goes and knocks on your door and does your new entrance safety audit. Yeah. Um, and same things with the bigger compliance companies. You know, documents go out, they expire constantly. Uh, a motor vehicle record has to be run every year. A medical card when it expires. The driver's license has to be maintained. There's so many different things that these guys have to keep together. And so while it might be easy to keep those things together when you're just one or two drivers, especially as you scale, it goes from maybe 14 different pieces of paper that have to be current to 40. And it okay. happens in a heartbeat. Got you. Okay. So Fleet Drive 360 is a piece of software that's going to offer a solution to that, right? To keeping all these things in order or and organized, mm-hmm. right? So how does how exactly does that work? Give, give, run, run me through the actual product. All right. So you get in uh, right at the beginning and you get set up with an onboarding specialist. We stick with you for 30 days to make sure you're fully set up and you are compliant. We make sure that all the documents are, are correct. Everything is um Nothing's expired. Everything is renewed correctly. Everything's filed correctly. Even a lot of these new guys, when they get set up at the beginning, uh, they didn't know what they didn't know about how they're going to operate. And they're not set up correctly in order to operate legally. And sometimes they're paying too much on insurance because they list too much stuff on their you know, the cargo carried aspect of it. Um, so we go through all that. We do a full analysis of their DOT setup, make sure that they're set up correctly. If there's any changes, we take care of that for them. We help them load all their documents in. And we talk to them about our notification system. And that's one of the cruxes of the product. Um, that's one of the biggest benefits is like we talked about earlier. It's not sexy and it doesn't make you any money. Right. It can cost you your livelihood, but it doesn't make you one penny. Right. So what we do is give you a heads up notification. We do it a couple days in advance and weeks in advance in some situations that, hey, something's about to expire. You need to pay attention to it. We give them an email. We give them a text message. We follow up a little bit later. So that way they know when they need to pay attention to something and they don't have to constantly be looking at it. Now, is this, is this, does it only go as far as a notification or do you guys actually get into actually the filing and Mm -hmm. making sure everything's kind of up to date? We do all of it. Okay. Um, We're a single shop um, solution for them. I mean, we don't get into the ELD devices. Uh, We do port that information into our system. We keep it logged for them. Um, There's some other things that that'll grow into. That's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we'll do anything that they need from state permits to, uh, the changes, their biennial updates, refiling UCRs, anything that they need to do in order to stay on the road and stay compliant. Uh, our system and our team can help them out with. Got you. What if there's a, a situation where somebody, you know, they, 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 they have fines or something like that. Obviously if they're using your product, hopefully that wouldn't happen. Right. But are you able to like help them with any recourse on situations like that? Or do you guys do anything with that? Not so much recourse. Um, Now audit support is a big part of our business. Uh, You know, a lot of these guys and and a lot of our clients come in and say, man, I thought I was doing everything right. I got this letter in the mail. I got a DOT officer coming and knock on my door in two weeks. 
Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analyst Sela Shifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics and hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts. I didn't know what I didn't know. I missed a lot. Right. I need help. And so we can help them figure everything out, find the loose threads, put everything in order, get ready and organized for that audit so that things move smoothly. Okay. Got you. So can you just kind of go go through everything that will be uploaded on, onto Fleet Drive 360? I know you said the DQ files, like everything, all employees, just kind of talk about all that. So we actually build the DQ files as a part of our onboarding process. And especially with, I mean, driver turnover is, is I mean, I've read something that's statistic around 60 some odd percent annually driver turnover inside of carriers. So they need to rebuild these DQ files. Um, we send an application out to the driver. It's an FMCSA based application. Everything that they need to have on file for their drivers, that goes in when the driver's applying for the job. So basically a lot of the, the DQ files are incomplete is what you're saying, right? Exactly. And you have to rebuild them, right? Yep. So you send out all the information, hey, this is what you gave us, but this is what you need to have. Yep. And okay. so we walk them through that process and it's all digitally stored. It's all in the cloud. Um, and that way we can leverage that data to, to identify issues that they may be struggling with or identify things that may be coming down the line for them. Uh, but we pull all that data in. You've got their medical card. You've got their motor vehicle record. You've got their driver's license. We do the front and the back because states are different. Sometimes the data is on one side and it's on the other. It seems kind of picky to talk about that right now. Um, but what do you think a DOT officer is going to do when he pulls you over on the side of the road? Right. Uh, they're looking for those little details that you di- didn't you know, remember. Um, running clearinghouse checks, doing your pre-entrant drug exams, um, doing your annual drug exams, managing a random testing pool. Um, and, and really anything else beyond that. We've got a, a neat little document storage system where they can put anything that they want to, even insurance documents, inside the system and set an expiration and notification date to it. Um, a lot of our carriers are, are doing this for their uh, annual driver reviews, not, not something tied to compliance, but just performance reviews for employees in their, in their, on their team. Okay. So that's, were you going to continue? I'm just saying anything that they want to to put into the system, we've got a place for it and we've got a great great way for them to organize and then uh, get notified when, when they want to. Got you. So aside from just the employment stuff, like the DQ files and so forth, what other things are being uploaded into that? I know you said anything they want, but what is required to be in Uh, vehicle maintenance logs? Okay. Uh, We've got a a vehicle registry where they're going to maintain a list of their vehicles and trailers and then upload anything related to the safe operation and maintenance of them. Uh, we've got the drug and alcohol module where they're going to do any drug and alcohol testing and all those results are stored inside the uh, the system. Uh, we've got accident registry. registry. So you're required to maintain a list of accidents for three years if it's a reportable accident. Now, a lot of these guys don't even know what the reportable accident is. So we give them the guidance and then the FMCSA regulations tied to it. Um, but if you have that accident, there's a place for you to store that information. So when you need to, you can just hit file, print, and hand a list of everything you need to the officer and just keep it simple, stupid. Got you. Why did you guys decide to focus on, and or correct me if I'm wrong, you're focusing on the smaller carriers, right? This, the the under 20 trucks is just 
or is it is this a, a solution for all? I'm sure it's for all carriers, mm-hmm. but are are you focusing on smaller carriers, or is it? I won't say focusing. Okay, I say we, we when we started to build the program and started to build the business, we we know that they get left out. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of companies they build a, a program and a solution for the big boys, for the ones that they think can bring the most revenue to them and and give them the biggest footprint. But the little guy always gets left out, right? And because of cost. Because of cost. And they're all they're trying to find a solution or cobble together three or four different solutions to do what they need to do. So that was one thing that was important to us is make sure, you know, doing the right things for the right reasons, but make sure we didn't leave out that one truck, you know, owner operator team. Um, you know, the, the small fleet that's just starting to put together something, uh, we want to make sure that, that we facilitated their needs in addition to being able to work with the larger companies. Gotcha. No, it makes sense. So can you talk about costs? What, what, what is the cost to have this solution for the, for the product? It's really simple. Um, to get access to the system, it's $5 a month per driver. Okay. It's really, really <laughs> right. That doesn't sound too bad. And, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Netflix is more than that. <laughs> yeah. And my CEO is going to be beating me down when we walk out of it. But no, th- there's a reason for that. A lot of these guys that we talk to, they're stuck in existing relationships with compliance companies uh, where they've paid hundreds of dollars for a year of service and they're not getting the services they need or they're only getting a part of it. So we make it real simple for them to get in the program. We make it real simple for them to to get inside the shell. And then if they need to build a DQ file, there's a price for that. Okay. If they need to uh, to access our drug and alcohol module and they need to, to be inside a drug and alcohol consortium, there's an annual package and price for that as well. So um, it's, it's, you know, it's a simple low barrier of entry to do a lot of the basic things that they need to and leverage our notification systems. And then as their previous contracts expire and they need to renew their DQ files, they need to renew their uh, drug and alcohol, then we allow them to do that at a really competitive rate. Got you. So it's basically a la carte. It is. A la carte. Okay. What are some of just, and just going into kind of some compliance topics, what are some of the main reasons you're seeing carriers be put out of service uh, for compliance related reasons? I mean, just in, in market research that you guys have found. I mean, the DQ files, a huge piece of it. DQ files. Uh, there's so many different aspects of it. Um, reaching out to previous employers for, you know, POEs. Yeah. Just past alcohol, drug and alcohol infractions or, or driving issues. Um, not maintaining accurate. Uh, uh, I'm not maintaining their documents. How would I say this? Um, renewing their documents in time. You know, yeah. Expired documents. A driver's license expired. A medical card expired and the guy just, I mean, it's in his pocket. He's always in his cab. He just doesn't look at it. Right. Little things like that is often what people get pegged for. Got you. And and there's a lot of fines that's associated with this stuff if you don't, if you don't do, do it correctly, right? I mean, you can get up to $10,000 per infraction. Um, so it, it hits Regardless hard. of what, like, what are some of the most expensive infractions? Do you know off the top of your head? I, I couldn't begin to okay. tell you, but it could, um, but it could I, be I up to ten thousand. Drug and alcohol uh, infractions are the things that the the government cares the most about. They uh. created an entire government agency called the Clearinghouse over the last few years, specific to this issue. So that's that's one thing that if you're not well inside the lines, uh, that's something that people get pinged for pretty bad. Yeah, how how, how huge is the clearance clearinghouse? How has that impacted uh, what you guys are doing? Is that like a really big topic, big hot you know point of of you know, contention that you guys are dealing with? I mean, it's not a point of contention. It's just uh, it's a single source for all drug and alcohol related record keeping uh, for the government. So if you go to take a DOT drug test, those results are transmitted directly to the clearinghouse and they're stored there for a period of three years. Um, You have to run queries on your drivers if they're going to be in a CDL vehicle before they're allowed to drive for you to make sure that they don't have some past infraction years past, um, but that you need to know about. 
So it's been a little bit difficult. And then that regulation's changing again next year on kind of some of the things we have to do. So it's a constantly evolving issue. Got you. What are some of the uh, things that's happening uh, regulatory wise in trucking that you could kind of speak to that these carriers need to know about? You know, there's there's always changes. FMCSA, right? Um, FM, FMSCS. What is it? FMCSA. FMO, FMO carrier. Yeah, FMCSA. <laughs> FMCSA is always making changes, right? Uh, always changing that book of theirs. What's some new things that's going on that you could maybe like, you know, educate our audience on that they should know about in the upcoming years or some things that's coming uh, in, in the next coming years? One of the biggest changes with them, we're on the clearinghouse topic, uh, is tied to the clearinghouse. So right now, if you're driving a CDL vehicle, we've got to reach out to any uh, company that you drove commercially, you know, or professionally for over the last three years and ask them about your drug and alcohol history. And it's a process. So that, that is changing at the end of this year and we're no longer going to have to do that, but we are going to have to continue running those queries through the clearinghouse. So that's the big, the big change. Okay. It's something we don't have to do. <laughs> it's something we don't have to do that we have been doing. Um, I, that's one of the biggest changes, I guess, right now. Okay. Uh, but then you've got, I mean, I think there's a pilot program right now for drivers under 21 driving CDL vehicles uh, with electric vehicles and self-driving vehicles on the horizon. There's going to be a, a variety of other uh, regulations and, and safety issues that are going to arise from that. I mean, there's so much that's happening. How, how do you guys stay ahead of that? Like, how do you guys prepare for the all these different changes? I guess. Uh, what I have been blessed with their network. Uh, they have a wide network of DOT compliance officers, of um, trucking professionals, former officers uh, that we use to to kind of keep our ear to the ground. What's happening? What's going to happen? Where is the industry moving? Uh, and it's really helped us stay ahead of it. Got you. Got you. Um, <clears throat> what else do I want to know about compliance? Is compliance is such a complex topic. It's not very um, much fun, is it? <laughs> it, it, it? It's not fun, but it's something that, you know, like you said, it's, it's mandatory. You know what I'm saying? Um, what about uh, SAP programs? You guys deal with that at all? It's not something we're currently working on right now. Um, there will be a program that we'll be pushing out towards the end of the year that addresses that. Okay. Uh, but currently right now we're not. Um, what is that program going to look like? Is that like connecting people with SAP programs? or That's what we do right now. We have some partners in the industry that we work with. Uh, now, we'd be able to help them manage those programs and those return to duty programs uh, inside the system, but we don't actually have the SAP side of it right now. Okay, got you. So the product right now, just kind of go through the in entire product just so everybody knows what's, what's everything that's in there currently. Okay. Just so you would be able to build your driver qualification files. You'd be able to maintain your driver list, driver profiles. You'll be notified uh, whenever a document's going to expire make sure that you can keep it updated and, and Correct. You've got a place to uh, maintain all your vehicle maintenance logs. You've got a place that you can uh, maintain your um, accident registry. We've got a document repository that you can put any of your other documents in that you need expiration notifications for, like your insurance renewal periods, uh, your UCR, your BOC3 biennial update. Uh, we've got integrations with the uh, variety of different partners, but also with the FMCSA website where we can pull that information in, send you an email, let you say, okay, yes, I am operating this way. These are all the things that have changed. Just really simplifying all the little pieces of what they have to do. Uh, and going through it day to day. And you said anytime there's an expiring item, you get a notification on your cell phone or that's how cell phone, email. Um, and it depends on the item. Usually we go 14 days, seven days and one day prior uh, just to give them a heads up. Um, but they've also got a dashboard on their phone. They've got an app that they can use and look into it and, and just see right there on there. Hey, I've got a document coming up that's about to expire. 
and then you can even drive action with it. So again, it's not something that they, they need to pay attention to. We say it. it's something they need to pay attention to. It's not something they want to pay attention to. So we facilitate that by giving that, that easy app for them to glance at and know what they need to think about and when they need to take action. Got you. You talked about the SAP services being something that you're working on. What are some of the other things that you're working on in order to make the, the, the product more robust and just add to the different services? What's the, um, what's the roadmap look like? Well, we're careful about all the things that we say, um, you know, and especially in the SaaS world, uh, we don't want to reveal too much, but uh, we've got some really cool integration partners. We're working with Motive, formerly Keep Trucking, uh, and we've got ELD data that can get pulled into our system. So there's a lot of things we can do with that, with those hour of service data. And we know what trucks they're in and how long they're working. We've got a vehicle maintenance uh, module, so it's it's not difficult to connect the dots on, on where that can grow into and, and what that could turn into. Um, but also when you have... 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 different drivers inside your, uh, your system. It's easy for trucking companies to try and find other trucking, uh, other carriers or other truckers that can, can work with them. Right. You know, the, the system and the ecosystem where they can communicate with each other, where they can find people who need work or want work. Um, there, we've got plans on how to build that out as well. Got you. What, what sets you guys apart from other, uh, compliance related service providers? What makes you guys different? They can see it. They can control it. Comprehensive. It covers everything. Uh, And I guess the biggest point is we're giving them control over their own compliance. I'm sure people are sick in the office of hearing me say it, but it it goes back to that like old proverb, like if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, uh, he'll eat forever. Mm. So we're teaching them how to manage their compliance during this onboarding process. We're giving them a system to do it themselves. And that way they don't have to trust that someone else has got their back. They don't have to trust that someone else is going to do all the little things that need to be done. They can see it right there on their phone with their own eyes. And if they get pulled over for a roadside inspection and they don't happen to have a hard copy document in front of them, they can pull out their cell phone and three clicks away from being able to show an officer a compliant document. Right. And there's nothing else like this that exists out there? Do you? No, I mean, we have, there's other solutions on the market, but our goal again was to bring everything under one roof. Got you. So, so in most they cases, would, they're like they're kind of like separate, different different products yeah, you got to use together. There's several that focus maybe on just the service and maintenance piece. Yeah. There's some that focus strictly on the driver hiring piece, right? And then there's some that focus on record keeping. So our goal was to create a software where they never had to leave the software, never had to get out of it to do anything else, to stay right there. You know, because it's all about documenting, recording, and the expirations, and everything's happening. Right there. A hundred percent. What's been the feedback from the carriers that you guys have signed on? And can you talk about your user base so far, how you guys have yeah. grown? Can you, can you get into that a little bit? Yeah. Um, we're gaining a lot of traction and it's, it's really cool to get the verification back, right? When you walk through this and you show them, show them the power of what we're doing and what this thing does. And they're just like, wow, this exists. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. And that's really cool. Right. All right. And then you've got guys that you work through, work with uh, some uh, Nick worked hand in hand with some guys that had an audit, you know, and uh, we jumped in there. They were very unorganized. You know, right now, these smaller carriers, they got files in their truck. They got files on their computer at home. Their wife is supposed to be doing the notifications, <laughs> right? My wife handles it. You know how many times we hear that? My wife handles that. <laughs> right. You know, I got a guy. <laughs> I got, got a and guy. And what happens when they don't? Yeah, right, right, right. right. Um, but there's so many moving parts, right? Um, so the goal was, again, to, to bring that all together and get them away from the old way of doing things, you know? Um, 
the space is uh, becoming more technology driven, yeah. right? So we're just trying to get out front of that. Um, but going back to the audit, you know, um, the call that he got after that was really cool. The gentleman said, you saved our ass, you know, and that was a big, you yeah. know, uh, proof big, of concept. Yeah, for sure. So, um, everyone's embraced it. It is a little bit of a change for some folks, but once they see how easy it is, yeah, you know, to use and it's one, two, three steps, you know, you don't get lost in the software. Yeah. Um, a lot of times that's a problem, especially in the, in the trucking community, people don't want to have, you know, they don't want to deal with technology. There's, right. It's a very antiquated industry, right? Everybody's used to doing things on paper and just kind of working that way. And they don't yeah. want to have another tab to open or yeah. another piece of software to r- respond to. Right. Yeah, I mean, I know from my business, anytime we've tried to add a piece of technology or new software, there's always a little bit of pushback. Yeah. But once they get on it. Yeah. You know, I went back to my guys and I was like, hey, you've been using this piece of software for a while. I know you hated it. They're like, oh, my gosh, don't take it away <laughs> now, you know. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of what would what happens. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit, oh, it's a change. But then again, you see how easy it is and how much it does. For sure. Um, and how little you have to think about it. Yeah. Right. No kind way. of puts it on autopilot. No doubt. So, so have the carriers, I mean, are you doing like carrier surveys where they're kind of giving you feedback or how to improve it or how to make it better? I mean, obviously from what it sounds like, it's pretty easy already, but is there anything that you're getting even back you to could it? Do it you know? <laughs> even I, you I, could do it. I know you don't it. know. FMC, HA, even right. you F- can do F- it. FMH, ABC, <laughs> DEF. <laughs> yeah. So, so pretty much the feedback has been, been pretty good, right? It's been overwhelmingly positive. I mean, everyone has ideas and, and, that's what's kind of cool about talking directly with the clients and, you know, I'm still trying to run the business, but I still pick up the phone and still, you know, onboard clients. I still do demos and just getting the feedback. You know, I sure it'd be cool if we had this and it, it's fun at times to be able to say, you know what, in a week we're pushing that update, right? You know, we've got 11 full-time developers working on this around the clock, trying to get this program and, and not, we're not satisfied and we're never going to mm-hmm. be satisfied. I want it better. I want, I want my cake and I want to eat it too. Right. Uh, it's such a dumb little comment to make, but, uh, <laughs> but, but that's the idea is we will not be satisfied until we can wrap everything related to compliance. And then some things that we're going to figure out that aren't related to compliance, but that these guys need yeah. and tie it all in one roof. Yeah. I mean, you have to have the ability to adapt, you know, and the market's going to tell you what to do. So we have our ears to the ground and we're listening, you know, we have a plan, but it's like, uh, Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. That's right. right. That's so right. So we're planning to kind of, you know, be lean and malleable and go where it tells us to go. We're going to adapt, you know, we're going to get in line with the market and stay ahead of it. You know, we want to be the guys that people are chasing. You know, we do have a lot of things in the roadmap. Maybe we can get that in episode <laughs> two, right? No doubt. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of cool things planned. And like I said, we want to be the guys that other folks are chasing. How how difficult is to develop that this kind of technology? Because a lot of times people don't see the work that goes into it. You just now said you have eleven people on your on your team. That's you said eleven, right? People working tirelessly to make these updates and stuff like that. That's our full time developers. Full time developers. uh, I mean, so your integration partners are changing. Um, You know, the security needs are changing. Uh, you you build one feature and, and you add to it and you add to it and you add to it and that might create problems with other things. So we're constantly refining, trying to find a better way. You know, just because we can do a thing doesn't mean it's it's the best possible way. Uh, I can think of two or three different things that that our clients have said. You know, it'd be really cool if we could do this. Right. You know, it'd be really cool if you could change it to where I didn't have to print that form out and sign it and scan it and send it back in. 
Um, and our next update, we're removing a lot of those, you know, issues and roadblocks. And that's what's neat about being a dynamic team like this. But when it comes down to the, the base function of what we do, the most important thing, when we look our clients in the eye and say, we're going to handle, we're going to give you a system and a service to handle your compliance. That's what we're focused on before anything else. You know, all these other ideas we have are great and they're cool. And we're really going to continue to try, try and grow this business. But we're going to do the one thing we say we can do perfectly. And that's yeah. help you maintain your compliance and tell you what you need to know when you need to know it. When you guys first came to market, how'd you go about uh, getting your initial customers? What was your strategy? Pick up the phone and call. Mm. Yeah, we reached out to a few friends and family. I mean, reached out to a lot of folks in my portfolio just to kind of, for me, I needed to kind of, you know, do a little bit of due diligence on the front end. So right. I reached out and I talked to a lot of folks um, and every one of them. You know, I was talking to a gentleman and he's like, Kevin, I was just out of business for two weeks. It cost me $250,000 mm. plus the fines. So we're not just talking about fines. We're talking it's about lost revenue, loss of time, loss of revenue, you know. Um, and then he got into hiring, you know, just the hiring piece of hiring someone. You know, you got to get an application. You got to get that back, right? Some people, it's a piece of paper and getting it back and emailing, right? Ours is digital. Send a link, fill it out. Right. Then you got to check the... Uh, uh, previous employer sent an email three three attempts. Oh, it does all that too. We do yeah. it all. You know, oh, I don't know. Okay, so you guys actually do application DOT applications. They can no, not the. I'm sorry, not the DOT application. Just an application to be hired on to that specific carrier. Gotcha. That fleet, right? So you okay. got to get that back. Right? Okay. Then you got to okay. vet them. Right. Then you've got to run an MBR. You've got to run their background checks. Um, all those things. You know, you've got once they send the application in. And we approve the application for them to be hired. That initiates a flow of setting up the drug module and the drug testing. Yeah. So they can go take the drug tests. Those re get reported back right into the system. So, again, you never really have to leave, right? So those come back in. So it makes that um, hiring piece a little bit easier because even when I'm hiring people from my company, I know how hard it is to onboard someone. And I may not do it as quick as I want to. Just because it's arduous, it's hard. Yeah. Well, this kind of facilitates the growth, right? No, when you need it, it makes when it you've, easy. Got a, you've got a truck that's down, you want to get a driver in that truck as quickly as you can. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's lost sure. revenue. Every time it's sitting still, that's money you're not helping to build and grow your business. Uh, and the hiring process is both complicated and, and it's long. So we're able to have a guy sitting on the couch or at a truck stop looking at his phone and be able to go through the application, filling it out completely, submitting it being told where the drug test facility or select their own drug test facility. They can do all this stuff uh, in one, two, three different little sit down sessions and get it knocked out. And you can get a driver on the road within a few days. Got you. Gotcha. How many users do you guys have? Are you able to share those numbers? I can say we're, we're onboarding about a hundred a month. A um, hundred a month. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. We try to go slow. Yeah. You know, slow we and wanted steady. to get it right. Slow and steady. But I think after the feedback and where we've got it now, we're really ready to go fast. Ready to we've intentionally been slowing it down. Right. We've been pulling the reins back. We've been slow on our advertising, slow on our marketing efforts because we want to make sure we had it right. You know, we take a lot of responsibility in what we're, we're doing with these guys. You know, they're trusting our program to manage their compliance. And we want to make sure we had all our T's crossed and make sure we're doing everything the right way. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can't come on truck and hustle if we're not ready. No. Right. No. We know it's going to blow up <laughs> no. right after this. Yes. So, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm that's why I asked you. I, I wanted to see what the number was now because I want to ask you after and see how much the numbers change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're gearing up. We're bringing on uh, a lot more staff. We're bringing on more sales folks. We're bringing on you know more consultants. So 
we, we've really beefed it up and uh, we're ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this this product is really a no brainer. Um, uh, it sounds like it's something that every carrier needs mm-hmm. for sure. And it seems like it's a, it's a very you know, low barrier to entry and a low cost to entry. And you kind of have uh, the solution uh, you, as big or as small as you want it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing um, for all carriers. So yeah, and everybody's needs are different. Yeah. Uh, everybody's situation's different. They change. You know, a lot of the people I talk to, they're starting off because you know they don't have a lot of money saved up. So they're trying to cobble it together and they're going to start with a box truck. They're, they're renting it or they're leasing it just to get things going. And then they're going to sell that side of it and they're going to go grab a, a hot shot. And then they're going to go lease a trailer. And then they're eventually, and they tell us about their dreams. And they tell us about what they want to do. You know, no, I don't want to drive forever. Or yeah, man, I, I want to get into that tractor trailer. I just, I don't have the money for it right now. So we need to make a system that can adapt something that they can start small on. And then as their business grows and their needs grow, they can start utilizing different aspects of our program um, and growing with it. You know, yeah. Being able to hire a driver, they remember how complicated it was for them to get compliant from the beginning. So now they can just type in a driver's license number, a, an email address and a phone number and begin the hiring process. And that's all they have to do. You know, they get a text message when the application is submitted, they review it, make sure that, hey, this is right, what I wanna do. Um, and then progress that forward in the process. Do you guys do anything around safety? What do you mean? So like, just like any, I mean, compliance and safety kind of go together, but like anything dealing with carrier safety, do you deal with that at all or not really? Like, are you like a, like a, a safety solution also, or just more so just like compliance? Yeah, more compliance. I mean, we do supervisor training. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll probably branch out, you know, into more safety. Yeah. Okay. We're trying to like Nick like, had mentioned, we're trying to do this one piece Really, really At well. Time. So now we're trying to branch out and kind of see what other things to kind of rope into this. That aim small, miss small concept yeah. has been what we've been focused on. You know, a lot of people try to be, you know, do everything, uh, be everything to everyone and they don't do anything really well. Yeah. Uh, and our goal, was, yeah, our goal was, our goal was to be the experts, to give them the perfect solution for the compliance aspects. And then we can grow and build, but we go back to that, that very beginning of our conversation about having a good foundation. Yeah. You know, this is the foundation of our business and what we want to build and, and kind of grow into in our future, uh, but we got to do it right. Okay. Nah, I love it, man. Fleet drive 360 sounds like a great product. I urge everybody to go definitely check it out for $5. You can't really lose, you know, cancel the Netflix and get fleet drive 360. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, we have to have our final parting words. So on this show, we always have a final thought. And that could be anything that's spiritual, financial, entrepreneurial tip, uh, business tip, whatever. So I have you guys both leave us one of those. And then lastly, let everybody know where they can learn more about Fleet Drive 360 and connect with you guys personally. So let's start with the final thought uh, with you, Kevin. And then um, let everybody know where they can connect, connect, where they can connect with you. I'm tongue-tied yeah. today. I don't know yeah, what's going no, on. No, I... Um we failed to mention the person whose idea this was in the very beginning. And that's our CTO, Om Karam Shandani. Okay. So he brought that to me. So I want to um, give him, he said I had to say his name. Give him a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> He's so, been practicing in the training. He, he probably, he probably shot you a little text message. Like, Hey, remember, I know my to, phone was vibrating. Remember to say my He's name, like, man. You haven't said my name. <laughs> there you go. All right. But no, I wanted to give him that credit, but uh, you know, this is, uh, has truly been, a lot of fun to build this. Uh, we're excited to bring this, you know, the industry needs this, the customers need this. And, uh, it's another passion project for me. And, uh, there's nothing that we can't help these guys with. Uh, you mentioned DOT applications. If 
we can do that. We can help them. We can help them get into business. We can help them stay in business. Right. So right. I'll leave with that. Okay. And where can people uh, connect with you, Kevin? Yes. You're so, a LinkedIn guy? Where you at? I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, the best person to connect with is Nick. Okay. He runs a day-to-day. He's in it. He lives it, breathes it. Um, so all the calls are coming to you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Nick the receptionist <laughs> at the beginning of this business. I, I was picking he, up the He just passed too. you the ball. He said, He sweeps the floors. He does everything over there, man. <laughs> well, I guess that, that leads you to my, my final thought, too. Um, you know, we're doing the right things for the right reasons. You know, we're hiring people who care. Uh, we're not going to have anybody on our team that, that looks at this as just a job. You know, this is other people's livelihood. This is, and I get on these phone calls, you know, I talked to T out of Alabama. Um, you know, she has been working to get off of, uh, you know, a big, big carrier that she's been running around with working her nights. Uh, it's been, it's been tough on her life. And she calls me and shares with me her dreams. She shares with me what she wants to do, how she wants to build her business, bouncing ideas off of us, asking us for recommendations on, you know, how do I handle the finances? How do I handle my uh, insurance? You know, you get to know people and you get to care about them. And that's the kind of thing. That's what I want people to know about our business and about our mindset and kind of our ethos is, you know, we care about what you're going through and we care about our clients and we're going to show them by doing the right things for the right reasons. Even if it costs us a little bit of money, that goes down to that $5 per driver per month. We could charge a lot more for this. It's worth a lot more. For sure. But they need it. And we know that there's some of these guys are in a bad situation with, with money they've paid other compliance companies. So we want to give them a way to get in and we want to take care of them. We want to help them grow. No, I love that. And where can people connect with you and, and learn more about Fleet Drive 360, more importantly? So FleetDrive360.com, obviously, that's the, the central hub of us. Um, you know, Reach us at our main number, 470-598-1501. That's how you can get a hold of us. That that. It may get me picking up the phone. Um, so again, if you're a Georgia fan, we'll have a chat. Uh, but uh, but also, you know, on LinkedIn, um, we've got a pretty heavy LinkedIn, Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook presences, uh, all under Fleet Drive 360. And we'd love to hear you, uh, hear from you. What's important to you? What's wrong with the compliance industry? Um, tell us what you need and, and let us go to work at it. I love it, Hustle Fam. If you can't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. You know what we do around this time. If you smell something, burn this only your desire. Myself, Kevin Thompson, and Nick Salis, the guys from Fleet Drive 360, we are out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and Hustle. Let's go!